This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen, and I am the Ivory Enchantress. I'm a gay ass bitch. I'm Joey James. <laughs> Saving that one all season. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sissy That Pod, the RuPaul's Drag Race Reaction Podcast, and we finally have a winner. Really, really well deserved. And uh, Joe, and actually quite a good finale based on what our hopes or what our, what we thought was going to be. Yeah, genuinely, I found I I was. I, I was I found it myself engaged in it. I enjoyed it. I thought that they managed to make a really good show out of it. Um, it didn't feel kind of gimmicky, um, and it was nice to see the queens back up on the stage. I have to say, like the em- seeing the empty theater seats there did make me really miss that kind of like proper finale energy where you have like you know Ross Carson and Michelle Gays living, living, Gays living yeah. their best life. Yeah, there was no Michelle at all. Not a whiff of the Vizelle. No, not, not even, not even. She didn't even do her usual like runway intros for them. Like Michelle, Ross, and Carson have like they've been let go. This is the RuPaul show now. Yeah, they, she didn't even do her like roving reporter thing no. she did that week she was off. They sent yeah. they sent out Jada Essence Hall to do that. Joining us this week is Seamus Clancy from The Circle, unofficial podcast. If you've been enjoying The Circle as much as I have, whether it's the UK one on Channel 4 or the US one on Netflix, you'll definitely want to check out the unofficial podcast. And we all have some choice opinions on some certain looks we saw in this week's episode. So let's get into it. Seamus Dancy, thank you for coming back onto the show. Before we get into this week's finale episode, who did you want to win? I wanted Simone to win. I okay. was Team Simone, but I wouldn't have mind if it was Mick too. Got Mick. I would have been happy either way. Yeah, no, I I was Simone with a side of rose with a, a sprinkle of Got Mick. That was sort of my preference. I, I, I was Team Got Mick. And then this this like episode like double downed how much I was team Gottmik. And really I feel like I only would have been fully satisfied by Gottmik winning. After that I did feel like Simone was my next choice. But yeah, I, I, I was kind of disappointed by the way things shook out over the course of the lip syncs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she did absolutely fantastic in this episode. But let's start off with RuPaul's sing and dance number. Sing and, like, dance? New C- friends silver, old friends gold. I, like, do, you know what, do you know what I saw when I saw that? It was like, it's that energy of, do you know, like, when you all run to the dance floor to start dancing to a song you really like, and then it changes to one that no one's really that interested in. And it's that kind of, like, 15 seconds of, like, you're making your mind up, like, are we staying or are we leaving? That's that's what that, that gave me that energy of, like, the kind of, like, I don't want to be the first one to turn and walk off the dance floor, but but, but I'm waiting for it yeah. to seem appropriate. Yeah. That's, that's what I fully Like, I don't really want to be here, but I'm being yeah. polite by just joining this one song. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to do that thing where I kind of, like, look back at, at like, my, my drink like three times and then just gonna, like that that was fully the 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 vibe i was getting or when you're like oh let's just see if the next song is good before i go to the bar and you're like just you know this is just i'm in limbo here i'm just keeping myself look like i'm dancing it's like those joggers when they're jogging but they're waiting to cross the road so they just sort of jog on the yeah. spot <laughs> just on the spot keeping the heart yeah. rate up you know yeah <laughs> she looked great you know if, if anything it like when you look that good you can't just stand there yeah exactly like and to be fair it's funny well, RuPaul has this, like, we, I, I was thinking that that's the first time we've ever seen, like, what you might consider a live performance of RuPaul, mm. but, like, has very kind of, like, dad dance energy, 
and does the same moves as like the last time I think we saw this was like the Christmas special and it was the same kind of like hey like little like hand motions and waving around I just think you forget that Rue is like 60s yeah yeah yeah, like I mean, that doesn't st- stop some people. My boyfriend was watching it and was like, because he doesn't really watch Track Race, so he was like, so how would Rue judge himself? <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, if this was a 20-year-old queen, they'd be going home. But I'm like, they're a 60-something-year-old <laughs> queen. You know, not too bad, I suppose. <laughs> so then, then we move into the first sort of format twist of the episode, which is we're getting a mini ball right out the gate. So... Mm-hmm. First thing I thought was, oh, God, how much money did they have to spend on this? Because I'm sure you guys saw the recent, you know, article that came out about how much queens have to spend the show. We know it's a lot. So I was like, oh, God, they've had to do at least these three looks. Then it turns out their Bette Midler lip sync look and then the two ones at the lip syncing as well. Like that's a that's a hefty lot. But we still enjoyed it. So category was black and white. What did you think of the Got, got Mixed look, Seamus? Loved it. Like the nod to Hellraiser. Like Got Mixed can't do one step wrong when it comes to the runway. There hasn't been one no. weak look at all. And this one was incredible. And she shaved her head and everything first. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely loved it. I did like the, the, the glamorous pinhead. Like it was just... She looked so beautiful in a really demented, fetishy way. Like, I, I absolutely loved it. I thought this was probably one of my, this was probably one of my favourite overall of the, like, not of the 12 looks we got here. Yeah, no, it was really like that sort of, those essence, those sort of four creeds of Dracula, the the, the glamour, drag, horror, filth, is it? Can't remember the fourth one? But I had them yeah. all you know, in a really, really fun way. I, yeah, I thought it was great. But actually, it wasn't my favourite. My favourites in this batch, I was Candy Muse's BLM gown. I just loved the cut of it. I thought it was really interesting. I loved that the letters were. I thought it was the best she's looked since week one. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love a strong message. We stand a, we stand a strong message. And what a great week for that to happen. With, with justice for George Floyd. Um, I don't know. Like, I do think that kind of, like, it is a huge stage to make a very bold message on. But we had a stronger version of the same message earlier in the season from Simone. I thought it felt a bit basic. Um, like, I kind of felt like when you were watching this throughout, all of Candy's looks were not quite at the same level as the other queens. I thought that they were all a little more kind of, a, a little more pedestrian, we'll say, as a project runway uh, aficionado. Um, not, not, like, not bad, but just not, like, as elevated as the looks the other queens are bringing. So that, and that's the view, that, that's my, my opinion on, like, all of the Candy looks throughout the, the, the full episode. I would echo the... <laughs> Such a hard. I liked it. Bo- I liked the message. It, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was a good look for Candy. Um, yeah. You know, would it be good look on anyone else? No. Um, I just. I think the 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 positioning of like the bottom and the slits at the side. I didn't like. Okay. I think. Oh, mm. it just didn't work. Okay. Rosé was up next with her bow and a parasol. And I thought this looked fantastic until she moved. And I was like, oh, God, you know, that just looked Yeah, she strange. looked uncomfortable. Yeah, like a sort of transformer yeah. or something like that. I wasn't sure. 
Yeah, like if I think if she could have been like on like a wheeled platform and have someone kind of like let her glide like a pride float, and then like <laughs> yes, if she could have like met like a pride float, that would have looked great. But you are right when she had to start like moving in it, you kind of saw how uncomfortable it was. I thought it looked like stunning, mm. um, and like everything about the look was 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 really well thought out and gorgeous, and it had the, like my fair lady, but then it had like a kind of a fetish twist to it and. Like, yeah, she looked fantastic, but also awkward and sort of unable to move. Okay, it's not that I don't like Rosé, because I think she's probably one of the most talented queens. Like, she's a great actress, she's a great singer, great kind of personality in things. But I feel like it's all a personality. Like, it's all an act. It's like, she's very, like, I find it hard to warm towards her. I have to say, with her in this episode, what she, she seemed to have changed her makeup Whatever she did to her makeup, she looked so old. Yeah. Like, she looked... And I don't know if it's if she looked old or if she just looked, like, painted old school. Like, it was kind of drag queens that you would see in Gran Canaria, kind of, you know, like, that kind of, like, super old-style British drag kind of way of painting. But, like, the rest of them all looked very modern and had, like, a really kind of fresh aesthetic, whereas there was something... Like, there was something kind of, like, I don't know, she was falling out of, like, Dorian Corey and Paris's Burning's wardrobe, kind of a, kind of an aesthetic offer. Yeah, now that you mention it, like, that's it. Because I remember, like, looking at her makeup being like, there's something different. I didn't, like, I don't know what it is. I, I found she, it was hard for her to get her person, like, I don't feel she captured her personality that well in any of these three looks. Like, I think you kind of got, got Mick was about, you got what Candy was about, you got what Simone was about, but she kind of was still left... Like, well, who's Simone and even that clip of, or sorry, who's Rosé? Like, even that clip of Rosé as the comedy queen and all the time she made you laugh didn't sort of stack up with the looks we got. There was like a disconnect. Yeah. Yeah, let's move on to Simone and her, the urban twist on her sort of queen of the south with the sort of bandanas, but then also the tool. I saw what she was going for, but I thought it was only okay. Yeah, I'd agree. I Like, and I love Simone. She can't do anything wrong for me. I think it looked good and it had that kind of campy element but I think it was lacking that kind of fashion lens that usually Simone has to her looks. It just felt like a little too big. Uh, a little. It kind of overshadowed her a little bit. Like she didn't spark, like shine out from it. But I love the hair and I love the like kind of yeah. bandana thing up into it. Like no, that was it, it had a feeling like it kind of, like was it um, like that Madonna's Vogue video. It kind of had a similar kind of vibe going on to to that. But it and it was like super over the top. And I did love the fact that she used the bandana material in it. And, like, there was loads of fun little nods back to the kind of, like, southern upbringing and stuff. But, yeah, from the other outfits that she has had throughout the the competition, it felt, like, a little less exciting. Next category was red all over. Gottman came out with their Keith Herring sort of Bowie, trans rights, AIDS, jumpsuit, uh, which kind of gave me Janelle Monae's pussy pants from Pink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought this was great. Yeah, really, really strong. Like, I got Mick, like, just everything she does is amazing. But yeah, love her. There's always, like, inspirations behind looks and it's never feels costumey or copying. It's, like, it elevates it to a whole other level. Like, everything she wears, you could just see it in a magazine straight away. No, absolutely. And I think, kind of, with the link to, like, the the the, the Keith Haring art and the, the even, like, that tied in with the anniversary around the, 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 like, first diagnosis of a case of AIDS and, like, then bringing in that into the trans rights thing. It, like, I thought, like, it had a really powerful message. It also looked stunning. So I think that, kind of, like, what, what, what Candy 
the way Candy had sort of like knitted the message of the BLM into the first look, it's like, well, this is kind of how you need to do it. It needs to be an amazing look, and then like the it, it the message needs to add to it on top of everything else. And yeah, absolutely one hundred percent. The the pink pussy pants from Janelle Monet see that entirely and and really loved it. Next up then was Candy's leathery. I've written basic but fab. And I think that's what it was. It was basic, but it was fab, you know. Like, I think it was probably my favourite of her looks she had out of the, 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 the three um the, the three tonight. I, I loved the, the colour. I liked the throwback to her, like, boombox. Um, and yeah, I thought she, she looked really good. Basic, but fabulous. My summation. Basic, but fab. <laughs> yeah, the colour looked really good yeah. on her skin. Like, it really popped. And yeah, like you said, I love that it linked back to her first look, one of her yeah. final looks. GBF. Good for... No, it's not like... Is it GBF? Good for Candy, yeah. GFK. GBF is gay best friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that does sound familiar. That must be it. Oh, no, it's gay best friend. <laughs> uh, Good for Candy. My least favourite look of this sort of batch of four was Rosé's with her tree vines. Because to me, it looked more like Archery's and that sort of like Leonardo da Vinci sort of... What's it called, man... You know, or like even just the skeleton without the skin. Like, I that's kind of thought what she was going for. But then she was like, oh, I'm a tree and I'm vines. And she danced her like a nymph. I was like, I'm not, I'm not getting what you're putting down, Rosé. <laughs> no, it felt messy. I was like, I, like, I just didn't know where to look. And I think because of the camera angles as well are very far back. And you just couldn't make out what it was meant to be. And even the background was kind of busy. Her thing was busy. Um, no, yeah, nothing about it made sense. Like the whole thing was so confusing because it's like trees and vines are famously not red. Like they are, they are greens and browns. That's where you're going. It's like what weird ass place are you getting this blood tree from? And it was like it was hard to look at, and it was so off the ball from like anything she'd done in the past that it just felt out of place um i i really didn't like this look i i think it was it was probably the worst look we had on the 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 set tonight apart from joey j's yeah. weird fringe in that like little uh, makeup. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there we will get there that was they said at least he wore hair that's better I, than that i'd rather no hair and a better dress <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll stick to Simone and her dress made out of red acrylic nails. And I loved the hands, the hands that were holding her pigtails in place that had the nails. I just thought I had such personality. And we've seen dresses made out of loads of things before, but we haven't seen one made out of nails. So I thought that was great. No, and it was just the way she always does it. It was not too much, very simple mm-hmm. kind of silhouette, but had that movement and always the looks are always connected back to kind of like black yeah. culture. Um, just incredible. So smart. Stuff that you ha- just haven't yeah. seen before. I, it's yeah. like kind of what we were saying about the previous look where it was kind of a little bit like too much or a bit kind of like, the, I don't know, it was kind of confused or something like this was exactly what Simone's looks have been all season, which is that they look amazing. They are totally like, they are their fashion and they are like beautiful statements and they also have that like slight edge of comedy and camp to them as well incorporated mm. in yeah i i thought this was my favorite that like hands on there and you haven't seen anything like that on the show before and it was like directly relating back to black culture and through like a big meme that a lot of people i, I thought it was phenomenal i loved it finally then was the grand finale eleganza and there's only one word to describe Got Mixed Fine Look, and that is wow. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's like the looks that people come in as the winner to try overstage the, the new batch. Yeah. Like it was fantastic. And it was kind of a shame that she had to take it off and go wear the sort of thing she had to lip sync in. Because that should have been the final shot was her in that like opulence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I would agree. Rita Repulsa, Queen of Hearts, Gorge, Gagatondra. Like she looked amazing. Stunning. Like every little detail, like the studs and the leather on the bottom. It was taking Disney villain to mm-hmm. like this yeah. insane level that I've never, like we haven't really seen like. No, not at all. The money in that one dress. Whoa. Yeah. Like you said, Keen, they must have spent insane amounts of money tonight. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. So good though. And then poor Candy had to strut out in her peacock dress, which was layered incorrectly and looked like it was sort of crumpled up and not ironed. It just... Obviously, Candy thought, oh, this is like the, the I have to wear a gown because it'll be expected that I wear a gown where I think it would have been better for Candy to be like, no, I'm going to interpret this as my own thing and do something kind of short and like slutty and like what I've been wearing all, all season. Like it looked a little bit, I don't know. I liked the peacock hair thing. I thought that was fun. But overall, it was yeah. it, it was a bit much, but not done yeah. not done well. I love the peacocks in her hair, but I think for Candy, because she's got like a round face and quite a round body, it just didn't suit her body at all. It just, she got so lost in it. Mm -hmm. She was just surrounded by stuff and it just, she didn't stand out (laughs) at all. Yeah. And I think when she tries to go for elegant, I think that's where you can see her taste level isn't up to scratch. Yeah. And I I think whereas the other queens put their own kind of spin on elegant, Candy just isn't at that kind of stage yet where she feels like she has to go elegant instead of being, you know, the way she's kind of like more streetwear, bringing that kind of element to formal. Rosé was up next with her best look of the night, her green Tudor regal Mary Queen of Scots dress. I think this was great because we haven't really seen that sort of type of finale look before. Yeah, I thought it was, I I thought it was grand. I like, I did think it was her, it was probably I thought overall because it did move well as well it was probably her her best look of of the evening um but it wasn't it didn't have like the impact that like got maker Simone had so it was sort of a little lost in that crate uh, but definitely she it was definitely her best look yeah she looked good it was super expected like when she turned when she came out I was like oh yeah yeah, yeah, course, yeah that's yeah. what I'd expect her to wear at least <laughs> Oh, I, well, I knew it was going to come. I just wasn't sure which look was going to look like this. Yeah. And there it is. <laughs> it's going to have played. And finally then was Simone. Again, I loved this. It was like Cleopatra-esque armor on one side, goddess on the other, snake hair, you know, radiating out of her skull. It was hard pressed for me between the two, Gottmik and Simone. I think Gottmik just took it. But I think from the looks alone, you could really see that these two were the forerunners of the final. Yeah, I, I yes, I think so. Like, I, I thought that Simone looked absolutely stunning in this. It was a beautiful look overall. I think that Simone won this category. That I think that, a, yeah, Simone won this category. I think it was probably a bit of a tie in the, the red category. And then for me... um in the, the, the first one, Gottmik had taken it. So they were very even coming out of this. Yeah, so neck and neck. Simone just wears, like, even though it was like, it wasn't really a nod to black heritage down below, like, she still brings it in through the hair by using more dreadlocks, yeah. um, hair pieces, and just, it's always so clever. Like, she's just, she's class, yeah. like a class act. Yeah. 
we've spent a good bit of time on what was only about six minutes of the episode. So we'll race through the rest of it and then we can we, you, we can pop back to the bits we want to talk about. I'll just do a quick summary here. So Jada Essence Hall is out in the parking lot with a cars full of COVID people COVID uh, with masks people. on doing some <laughs> awkward comedy got a mixed interview he gets a message from Paris Hilton Candy gets a message from her emotional mum Rosé has talks about the hilarious meme they have a Lawrence Cheney Ellie Diamond bounce off with Rue which that was fun um, and then there's a really fun family video from the from the McClanaclan house in, in Scotland um, and then Simone really sort of is trying to knuckle down on her catchphrase of the Ebony Enchantress in this episode which I'm not against talks about her DM from Rihanna and gets a message from her mum and her granny. Anything there we'd like to dwell on? Um, I think that it's important that we talk about the awkward way in which Bubbly Bounce was wedged in at far too many fucking... <laughs> opportunities. <laughs> opportunities. Yeah. I'm over here in the Bubbly Bounce car park! Hey, the Bubbly <laughs> Bounce car park! I just was like, no, come on now. There was the real energy of the finals of X Factor there being like, oh, it's Ollie Murs here in Leeds! And yeah. it's <laughs> in the background <laughs> and I did find the cut twos to the audience like sitting on their car like <laughs> laughing and nudging each other being like that's definitely not what they're laughing and nudging at that wasn't no, no 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 those people weren't those people were actually just in the queue to get their vaccine that was it I must say not the biggest fan of what Rue was wearing I felt like it could have been any runway look like it didn't feel like a finale look at all no and I, I think that like the hair was so I don't know, like, there was something so slick about the hair that it just didn't feel, like, Rue's hair is usually so big. And yeah. you kind of really, like, I think that look really suits her. Whereas, like, I almost feel like it kind of, like, it sort of made her look old. Like, she had to touch the old Deirdre Barlow neck when she was, uh, <laughs> when she was sat down with that side profile. I also thought the shoes were kind of Nana and Santa Ponza shoes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Nana and Santa Panza yeah. Serving Nana and Santa Panza realness <laughs> They were just like You know Betsy get your shoes on There's a salsa class out in the hotel This afternoon You know I just yeah, She Benna stormed the runway oh, oh, Nana and Santa Panza Love it <laughs> You can really see though that Rue Loves Got Mick more than any of them Like oh, they my God, just so click Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, you're so right. The, like the yes, I I read because because also Gottmik got the two messages, got like the the message from Paris and then also the message from the the parents. I did think it was br- like that message from Gottmik's parents was so lovely. I messaged Keena at some point during the episode to be like, I've already cried three times, and like this is only like before the and that was one of those moments. I just was like, it was so fabulous to see the parents embracing the artistry and their child just for who they are and Gottmik was so natural and really seemed to belong in the space they were in there was no sense like what I think you see like with with the other three when they were talking to Rue there was a sense of like I'm here talking to like this person who's like a mentor or a bummy whereas it got Mick very much as like no we're, we're peers like there was a sense of just like I'm comfortable in this environment with you we're just like spitballing back and forth and it felt very natural I did feel it was with not straight well it was strange to watch I think to see Rue Menson Lawrence Cheney in the final of a different season and then Rose to shout out Ellie Diamond which I think was really nice of her but it's kind of like US is the top of the franchise tree and all the all the tributaries reference that but it never references any of the others so I just thought it was sort of weird to be like oh okay they're kind of acknowledging each other 
then there's the lip sync to Bette Midler's Friends as a sort of homage to the people we've lost due to the AIDS pandemic. Um, I was wondering whether we going to get more of a, you know, people talk about COVID as the biggest pandemic in 100 years and people are forgetting the AIDS pandemic, blah, 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 spiel, but we didn't really, or maybe that was I, the subtext. I, I liked the, yeah, I thought it was really, really well done because the way Rue said after they had talked about it, it was like, here we are at the end of another pandemic. It like really drew parity between the AIDS epidemic and COVID as we've been going through it. And I think kind of like placed them into the same category together where previously kind of, I suppose, like AIDS wasn't really looked at as like a pandemic that affected globally the the whole world. It was kind of like, that's just your thing over there in the gay community. Whereas it kind of was like, no, like this is, you know, this is something to be looked at in the same way. I, I thought it was quite nice. Honestly, one of the cheesiest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Did I cry? Yes, I did. I hold my hands up. But... It, it it was sort of in a way where I was ashamed of myself at how easily I had been manipulated by the producers with the like tacky kind of like them watching themselves perform all clapping for each other. The fake kind of like, you're my best Judy kind of like shenanigans going on on the stage. Like, it, I mean, but I did love it. I was just like, oh, come on. This is kind of filler for a nice, nice <laughs> message. Oh, totally filler. But it was yeah. cute filler. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, now one thing that did make me cry was the tribute to Chi Chi Devane I thought this was really lovely that she got a whole time for herself and to see some of the queens back and yeah I just thought that was so nice but I did sit here and bawl my eyes out this morning watching this especially the end where Thorgy started to get upset oh set yeah. me off no it was it, it like yeah it was a really lovely tribute and like Chi Chi Devane is one of those queens throughout like all of Drag Race history where like you actually like just seemed like such a lovely person had such a warm energy about them and like in both the runs on All Stars and on season eight just like came across extremely genuine and like wasn't getting into the drama was there for the love of the art they were doing and you know yeah it was such a such a sad loss and then the the genuine way in which all of the queens seemed to be reacting to 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 her her death just like it was it was so nice of them to highlight it because that was like last year that happened and it was lovely for them to take the time to highlight it now like months later when you could conceivably have been like oh we've moved on from that now james you love got mick right yes i love got mick would you say you double love got mick i mean yes what why not i double love everybody um because it's such a momentous day uh, we are joined in our network by double love which is the sweet valley high podcast for if you're anything like all of my my female cousins of a certain age you will have 100 percent been bet into sweet valley high when you were a child and into a tween because it was everywhere it was the life you wanted to be living it was too two sort of hot and popular girls trying to traverse the world of like sort of boys and 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 part-time jobs and all of that kind of like the OC before the OC even existed. In their main feed they're getting into the books and you can hear what they think about it. and they actually did a really fun um, Battle of the Boys uh, recently in their Instagram stories and in their Headstuff Plus bonus content they are getting into the TV show which I do remember watching a couple of episodes of. It had that very same kind of round the twist or um, kind of popular vibe to it. That kind of that kind of or goosebumps around the bend like that sort of that sort of feeling of, of, of a TV show we have double up for them and this is a little segment of their show 
This is how it's always been. Double Love is a podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. Join me, Anna Carey. And me, Karen Moynihan. As we revisit one of the maddest series of books ever written or ghostwritten. If you ever read about the perfect blonde Wakefield twins, Elizabeth and Jessica, with their eyes the colour of the Pacific Ocean, then you might enjoy listening to us absolutely tearing them to shreds. Affectionately, of course. But of course. And even if you didn't, there's still plenty of drama, kidnappings, stolen boyfriends and seemingly mandatory school dances to entertain you. Find us on the Headstuff Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcasts. So yeah, let's get into the lip syncs uh, because, yeah, presumably it's because of post-Framing Britney that we got all Britney ones and I'm glad that they weren't Britney songs we'd already had because we've had Stronger twice already. So I was like, please don't Mm -hmm. give us some of the ones we've already had. Candy gets chosen by the wheel to, to lip sync first. Now, in the past, normally whoever gets whoever gets chosen by the wheel gets to choose who they lip sync against. But Candy was not afforded that um, uh, benefit, so it was chosen that she was up against Rose. If we believe the re- the wheel is real, I'm skeptical. Um, not yeah. They get to choose between the hairless box and the furry box. Uh, they choose the furry box at its work, bitch. Um, who did you think did better in the lip sync, Seamus? Like, 100% candy. I th- I thought Rosé, for somebody who's a dancer, threw it away. Mm-hmm. Like, she just didn't seem that into it. There were very kind of pedestrian kind of moves that she did. The fact that nobody did a death drop or even, you know, fell to their knees when the, the beat dropped in work, like, shocked me. Yeah. Like, if it's the final, I'm like, oh, listen, I'd break my ankle even if I can't do a death drop. But at least, like, yeah. do something to that beat drop. But nothing happened but candy yeah definitely deserved it as much as i think it's strange that she's won four lip syncs already but here's <laughs> yeah. number five i have to say i didn't think either of them were great i kind of thought a lot of them sort of lacked the rhythm of the song um and i kind of favored rose like by a thin 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 hair and uh, maybe just because i like her more but when she didn't win she genuinely looked gutted like she looked so sad and borderline pissed off yeah i was so at the beginning when they were both standing in their in their spots i thought that candy looked kind of a bit shook to be there whereas rose did look sort of like i like galvanized and i was expecting this like you know she talked about having like a bad ankle so i wasn't expecting kind of like like a massive performance but something with a little more energy than we got like the only note i've written about this entire lip sync is not iconic um <laughs> not even good I, no like i i thought that candy's outfit hampered her because it no not candy i thought rose's outfit hampered her because it was horrible and the color was awful um and it just like i don't know it, it kind of it just was so like beige that it just blended into the background um I, and to be honest i was surprised candy i thought both of them were fairly i thought both of them were kind of so so and then I was surprised Candy won because I just felt like Rosé kind of had a stronger track record over the course of the season and would have anticipated her going into the final. When that happened, I did think, oh, that obviously the producer set it up now that Candy's going to lip sync against Gottmik and then Gottmik will win. That's what I had assumed at that moment. But yeah, I was a bit shocked that Candy won. I had assumed that Gottmik would be shit at the lip sync, which they were, uh, that it would be a Candy Simone final was what I had expected from when I saw the pairings. I was like, okay, that, that, or sorry, no, not Candy Simone, sorry, Rose Simone finale. Um, 
because I was like, they're both good lip syncers and they're both sort of fan favorites. So it'll be a close battle. So when Candy won, I was like, all right, Simone has this. Um, but yeah. before we actually found out that Rose didn't get through to the finale, RuPaul calls a break and in like almost like 30 rock style comedy, these dancers came out and started dancing around the stage to like close <laughs> off the show. I was like, wow, this is tacky. <laughs> so it's revealed that inside the smooth pink box is Gimme More. Got Mick is in a sort of blood orange bell look and Simone is in a sort of white tracksuit overall with her name across the front. Um, and I, I, gen- I don't know, I just thought Got Mick looked so awkward and uncomfortable on the stage. I don't know how you felt as a as more of a Got Mick fan. Well, I thought she did look, yeah, she looked a bit uncomfortable. I think Simone just had the looks down and the way that her dancing, you know, mirrored the looks. So like when it was more that kind of tracksuit, it was very street dancing. And then when it got taken off and it was more that sexy look, it went sexy dancing. Yeah, she really stole it for me. I still thought... but. Got Mick had probably better moves, you know, better actually dance moves. I, I would say that Simone is an effortless performer in that area. Like, I think Simone, obviously, when it comes to lip syncing, like, has just this persona or personality that just comes pouring out. And up against that, I do think any performer is going to struggle. And I think that Got Mick has proven that they are an amazing comedian, an amazing um an amazing makeup artist, has fantastic looks, a really creative way of thinking. But lip syncing, like they're kind of a bit kimchi, like their lip syncing isn't their forte. And I think that they put up a very kind of they put up a noble fight against Simone, but I think that it was it was never like they would have needed a, a wig full of rose petals to steal this one. Yeah, I think so too. And I just thought when when Simone took off her overall and had that beige sort of bra and chaps thing that was very Christina Aguilera dirty, I just thought she was so fucking sexy. I was like getting hot under the collar looking at her. I was like, this is the camera loved her, like wouldn't turn away and then returned to got Mick like scowling and shaking his head on the ground. And I was like, oh, it's not the same. And even like the poorly timed splits from got Mick, I was like, girl, you just da- got Mick danced like a white girl in like every aspect of the definition. Unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. So yeah, Simone rightfully won that. And then it's time for our final eleganza. So let's let's rapid fire through the queens and let we but we can spend some time tearing Joey J into strips. So first up was Kimora Hall. I thought this was gonna be better. Yeah, it didn't make a lasting impact on me. I just remember kind of thinking, oh, that looks fine. Uh, based on, because she, she, all of them obviously shared all of their looks that they would have done all season. And I, I've been looking at Can, uh, at Kimora Halls and thinking, wow, they're stunning. And this one was just a bit kind of, eh. And the feathers in the headpiece were beautiful, yeah. but the dress... But there's all these extra layers and pockets and stuff. I was like, what's going on there? It's a bit of a mess. Just a bow for a bra. Uh, now, Joey J. This blue and red abomination, I thought it was really sort of Adam's kids' clothes, does couture. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought it looked it. really, really terrible. Like... Like it just and the, the hair create the, the shape of everything about it was bad. And they had won me over last week with their with their video with US Circle contestant Lance Bass. I was like, oh, do you know maybe Joey J is more of a dark horse than we thought? And I was like, no, Joey J isn't even a horse. He's a bloody 
badgered. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing because like last week on screen, Joey J is actually really like amazing on screen asking the questions. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah. And then this week looking at the looks, I was like, oh. Joey J, all you have is that you're gay. <laughs> like, you don't have the fashion sense. Like... <laughs> yeah, like, very, very hot hot boy. The but the, And the, the wig, sorry, I'm just looking at a picture of it now. Like, the, the wig goes into, like, a shaved kind of, um, like, a skin fade type of thing, which mm. maybe is a reference. And it does, like, that rolled fringe thing. And I don't know, just, it, it looks very odd. It's, like, sort of, kind of, you know, mid traumatic head shaving moment i think he looks awful with long hair i much prefer every time he wore short hair i thought it suited him much better tamisha mann was next with her dynasty excellence this was this was chef's kiss this was great beautiful as always she always looks great yeah, yeah beautiful uh, i do find the tits kind of distracting sometimes like because there's no way of of like kind of like the, the neck kind of piece is always a bit like the it's very obvious that it, that it's a chest plate, but she did look gorge. Has Lala recalled herself the stallion of drag in the past? Because that's what Rue called her. And I was like, where does this come from? So Lala Ree, the stallion of drag, big shoulders, vibrant yellow and purple spirals on the outfit with a midriff. This was, again, fantastic. This got three big ticks in my note. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coming for Joey J's gig, the, the no wig queen. Like I thought that this, like this is no wig excellence. This is like, this looked just phenomenal um i think this is one of my favorite looks of the night yeah yeah like just because she had that one bag look which she should be dragged through the coals for (laughs) but she is showing that you know don't just judge me by that that like i do have really good looks and this yeah was really really good elliot was wearing the equivalent of a I just was like it's another (laughs) fucking jumpsuit again elliot with a bit of fur this time thumbs down yeah Felt like we've seen it a million yeah. times before from Elliot. Elliot might have two T's, but they also have 1,400 cat suits. So. <laughs> 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 um, now, Denali's final look was a cactus, which I really, really liked. Uh, but I was like, I don't, I don't imagine this is what you would have worn if you'd got to the finale, this cactus look. But I did quite like it. Yeah, loved it. Don't think she yeah, would have worn it from that. I don't know. After last week's lip sync... Denali can do nothing wrong in my eyes like that yeah I what must have watched it about 20 times yeah I I I like I think that Denali is setting herself up as someone who's going to come back and do an awesome job on all stars like I think that is the the road they're going down and I'd say that this yeah again is a look that they wouldn't have done if they were actually there for the proper finale they're probably just like I'm not spending a whole ton of money on a look that's going to be seen for like 20 seconds so it's like it's it's a fun look and it's a cute idea but it um and it lo- it looked really good as well it kind of costumey halloweeny but good work. Tina was basically wearing a better, a more form-fitting red velvet look that Candy did earlier on in, in the season. Underwhelmed. Yeah, like you wouldn't, you'd almost expect it for a mini challenge. Like it's a really good dress mm-hmm. for like, you're not going to win a challenge on it. Like it's, yeah, I suppose yeah. it's a good one to wear if you're not being judged. She yeah. looked great. Yeah. It didn't stand out. Like I feel with these, you need to make people feel like, damn, we really missed out on some good looks from that person. Like the Utica with her massive black sparkling gown and that huge silhouette. That's somebody who's like, Beautiful. yeah, you know, we missed out on some looks there, you know? Yeah, no, Utica looked phenomenal. It was beautiful. Like the galaxy. Yes. 
Mm. And also that Olivia with her Egyptian orangey brown look as well. I actually think she looked really, really strong, really great in this. And I loved the sort of, uh, you know, detailing on her sort of uni brow. I think it looked really good. Gorgeous. Gorgeous colour against her skin yeah, tone. Fantastic. Like her smile. She's just, yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Next up, Heidi in Closet pops out uh, in a... In a dressed like a rose was it with pricks mm. it was hard to know like comparing it, it to was a rose, but... Denali's cactus I was like oh mm. <laughs> that was good maybe I thought I thought she was there as like aloe vera aloe sure. vera yeah <laughs> soothing <laughs> she had a koala on her back like munching away and the leaf like is, it wasn't meant to be a bag or was it actually just like a bit of fabric I'm like why are you holding that Heidi like you're better than this <laughs> She announced the winner of Miss Congeniality was a pleasant surprise, but a happy one for me. La La Ree, definitely who I th- would have seen as a late, you know, contender from the bunch. I did think it was going to be Olivia, actually, when when it was about to be announced. So I'm glad it wasn't. I think that when it was voted for by the queens and a lot of time had been given over to them complaining about how Olivia was like this diva who pretended she wasn't a diva. I, I was like, oh, she's not getting it. Like, I think it's if it had been like a Valentina fan favorite moment, I think she probably would have won. But um, but because it was voted for the queens by the queens, Lallery really stood out. And I'm actually excited mm. to see... You know what Larry will do with this opportunity more than I would have been yeah. with Olivia and Joe. I, I like they're quite similar in a way, and actually, it's like Chi Chi, Heidi, Larry. There is a sort of branch of these queens who came in with little bunch of big personality. So I think this yeah. is a is a right fit for her. Yeah. Me too. Uh, now we get Jada's returning moment in her sort of, she was a vision in burgundy, kind of like jester like, quite regal. Did we like the look? Mm-hmm. Uh, by the standards of what we've seen other queens come back in, I don't know. Like, I, I think that nothing will ever touch Violet Chachki coming back in that, like, phenomenal yeah. kind of, like, skin crown thing. I thought it was fine. I wasn't wowed by it. Yeah. I just didn't like the positioning of, like, I think one of the curls was too much over her face. Mm. My only issue with it was the hair it was, the face, uh, yeah. It felt like it was stuck on and not like actually real hair. It was just like, oh, well, she's got this big head thing. Let's stick on a bit of curl here and one here. It just, yeah, I didn't like that. But, you know, it's a beautiful gown. Just, eh, it wasn't like a showstopper. I think this is this is probably the best since Violet for me, I think. Um, I, I, I did quite like it, but actually it wasn't as good as got a mixed final look for me. So I was like, you've kind of already been overshowed by one of the girls. Uh, so she mm-hmm. comes out to you know as a sort of to pass on the crown we get the final lip sync from Simone and Candy which is till the world ends we don't get any reveal from Candy other than a really sort of obviously I'm going to the back of the stage I'm taking out the Dominican flag and it's like hanging loose so that you can see it's a flag (laughs) but then Simone gives us black jacket into yellow beaded bodyguard dress with a sort of tall top hat hairdo which pops out uh and i just again the camera loves simone and she she won easily that look that candy had for this the like horrible kind of iridescent pearlescent whatever that color that would be catsuit was it was just unattractive um 
and the makeup looked kind of messy and smudgy and then you're right that like weird awkward kind of like that's kind of like when like someone throws a flag at, at like a performer on like the stage at a festival and they like pick it up for a minute and everyone goes yeah like it, it that kind of had that feeling like it was it, it didn't i don't think it had a point to us um, it just took too long uh, to get ready because you, you saw her there and you saw a flag and I was like okay she's going to turn around with the flag of wherever her origin is from and then she did so it wasn't a reveal because you knew what she was going to do 30 seconds before she did it yeah yeah, and it was a prop instead of like a, an outfit reveal like I'd want it to come from like to change the way she looks or dress like this is just taking a prop she should have done Serena Chacha style small little Dominican flag <laughs> pull that out of her boob or something like that that would have that yeah, that, that, that been it that's exactly what just like two little tiny flags <laughs> Uh, <laughs> winner that's all you need winner winner I would dinner. have loved to see um, what Serena Chacha's final look would have been I would have liked to see her come out for the crowding maybe when she wins All Stars 6 maybe we'll see that. I mean that we, we, we can only live and dream um, and hope I love I felt like the best part of the Simone lip sync was the like weird cheroplanes shooting out the top of her head and I don't think it got made enough of in the the camera work I was like I want more of this I want to like have seen the mechanics that went into this thing exploding out the top. I loved the hair coming out. I was like, yeah, it's like it's <laughs> simple, like it was its simplest little thing, but it was such a surprise. You were not expecting no, that. No, no, you weren't, because <laughs> you were waiting the whole time for her to rip that off and for there just to be another wig underneath it, like she'd done in the first look. But then it was just something completely different. Like because <laughs> you could see when she was walking around, she was it was kind of like swinging from side to side. So you're like, oh, she's gonna have to take that off soon because you know she's a bit jaunty with it on. But nope, didn't come off. Yeah, she definitely deserved the win there, like one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think once it got down to those two, you knew that. Like, I think that there was very little tension in the final lip sync because you just sort of knew that Simone was going to Simone was going to take it. There was a part of me that was like, you know, maybe with this Lawrence Cheney win against all odds, that Rue's really just going to go all in and let Candy win and just really troll Could the you? fandom. <laughs> Imagine if Candy won. Like, people uh, would go mental. Yeah. Yes. They'd be like, you made us wait 17 years for this? <laughs> for candy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then apparently, like, I saw this thing on TikTok, is like, for the last few years, the watch you packing of the winner always goes up last. So, like, the Simone was the last one to go okay. up. The year before, Jada was the last one to go up. So people were already like, this week, we all know Simone's won. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's what, true. What I literally watched Conspiracy Corner. I love it. Yeah, I don't know if it's true, but that's what TikTok said, and everything on the internet is real. So it must. But be. I mean, the, the order that the queens came out in this series was like Got Mick, uh, Candy, Rose, Simone. That's the also the order of the Watch Packings as well, right? I'm trying to think like what whether they would have been in or so was Rose the second last one because maybe they were in alphabetical order. Yeah, no, because they did say that in the video as well. They're like. But it's not, because then they proved it some other way that it wasn't. Oh. I don't know. L- I'll find link the video. Us the video yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm excited for this conspiracy, and I'm excited to um to then next year have this insight that I can start um pa- passing all your money my own. <laughs> Putting all my money in. everything you owed. That's like, it. I know who's going to win. <laughs> According to Watch It Back In, Seamus said this on a video on LinkedIn or TikTok. So I've sold everything I own and I've put a bet on this yeah, is going to win. Yeah, that's it. 12,000 euro on Simone to win. Like, Simone already won. Well, <laughs> well, 
now that this is over, Seamus, we can jump on and watch the US Circle that's on Netflix that you do the unofficial podcast for. Are you enjoying it? If people haven't watched it, how would you describe it? Who's on it? All that sort of stuff. So, yes, we've just finished covering uh, the UK season of The Circle. Um, so there's lots of great episodes to catch up on. Yeah, and that'll be on like uh, and 4OD, we are co- right? The, or all four. Yeah, so now, I think. It's all on, yeah, 4OD. Um, and all three seasons are there. So we've done the podcast for the last two. And now we're on to the American version. So we'll have a new episode out next week that'll look at episodes five to eight. Mm. And we'll also have interviews with some of the great contestants. But I'm yeah, I'm really liking it. I think it's, yeah, the American ones are cast really well. They all are, actually. You know, one thing that they do well is casting. Yeah, definitely. Who is the who's the Simone of, of the circle, do you think? Oh, I think Chloe is incredible. Like, I think she is like that's what you want in a reality tv she's that loud british she's yeah she's made for reality tv i think she's brilliant I, and i think lee as well who's playing river is brilliant mm. uh i'd say most people aren't even watching it so they're like who are these people but great, <laughs> get into it, it. Get it's, it. On it's, it's right there the, the podcast is even better you know <laughs> just watch that um, just and listen to that where can people find you online everywhere um, so we're on Instagram and Facebook at the Circle Own Podcast and we're on lots of platforms to listen to So there we go, another season under our belt. It was definitely a long one, but we don't have long to wait because we'll be back with you next weekend. We're not quite sure when because of time differences to tackle the world of Drag Race Dan Under. Dan Under? Good day, mate. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see. We've had we're we've had Canada, we've had Holland, we've had the UK. And this will be fun to see a new um, a, a new member joining the family of, of Drag Race, fronted by Rue, which I think is special. We'll have Michelle there and looks like the queens who will be back to do a Meet the Queens with during the week at some point. Uh, looks like they're, yeah. they're a good cast. Uh, so I'm excited to get into it and, 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 and see, see how it tastes. Yeah, we'll be back with you on Wednesday for Meet the Queens. We'll be chatting through the 10 contestants. We'll be chatting through the Minogue sisters who will appear and... As James Shadley said in his in- our Instagram story, some New Zealand director. Taikoititi, <laughs> what that? Um, so yeah, check that out there. Also on our Instagram at see that pod, we'll be doing a head to head of the best and the worst drag race songs. So those songs like Reggie wrote you, Kitty Girl, the ones that have been performed on the show, we're going to be putting them head to head to find out what is the best song that came out of Drag mm-hmm. Race. Which is which um, is the so be which is the one that is like on at the club. Yeah, and there's some bloody shocking ones that I totally forgot about like what's that one from All Stars 5 again I couldn't even remember it it was bad I can't remember what one it was now but I know that I, ha- yeah. I did remember when you said the list but anyway yeah. <laughs> I was like what is that um, so yeah check that out over there as well and of course you can support the show get all our bonus content help a friend out over at Headstuff Plus uh, so headstuffpodcast.com subscribe we'll be internally grateful we'll be doing a lot more stuff so keep your eye out there until then go enjoy your 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 week Have a nice week. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. 